you are loved and you are worthy of creating a space from love. Because I think that's so important. Welcome to Baddies with Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. So, baddie, tell us about yourself. Hello, my name is Ryan Smith. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I am recently graduated from um, the IU Robert McKinney School of Law, and I am a business owner, a mama, and just, I like to say that um, there's this phrase called, uh, where, you, where you call yourself a jack of all trades and the master of none, and, and I really reject that. <laughs> I really reject that phrase. So for me, I like to think of myself as like a human Swiss army knife, a pink one, but yes. Oh, I love that. I um, forgot that we had this connection of IU. And so I went to SPIA, which I think they have changed the name now, but um, public affairs and nonprofit management for my master's. Yes. yes. This, this graduate work was no joke, right? No joke at all. <laughs> it's like, I, I never imagined it would be a breeze, but when I got into it, I was like, ooh, this is way harder than I was expecting. <laughs> and you chose to go. That's the thing. And I chose to do this and I love it. Like I love yeah. I love the challenge and I'm like, ooh, this is hard, but I still love it. So yeah. yeah. I don't miss it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your um your development firm, the curate development firm, and just the catalyst for starting this firm. Sure. So just I mentioned that I was in law school and honestly, when I was going to law school, my plan was never to be an entrepreneur. Like I wanted the 120 hour work week, the golden handcuffs is what they call it. Big firm life. Like I was going to be that person. And about two years in to my program, I went to a conference and the Methodist attorney and she was like, you don't have to work for a firm. And when she said that it was like, the heavens opened up and I had this aha moment that like, yo, I could do this for myself. And so that year I started really thinking about what I wanted in terms of a firm. And um, now I haven't passed the bar yet, but it kind of put some things in motion. I sit for it next year, but it's put some things in motion in terms of what I want as an entrepreneur. And so I launched um, two, well, two years ago, I had a moment where I decided that I wanted to just start keeping a journal. And I started literally journaling um, every idea and everything that I had. And before I knew it, I had a business plan for this company that I formed, the Curate Development Firm. And essentially what we do is um, we are a branding, marketing, um, and kind of an image consulting um, organization. I work with small business, um, small businesses, as well as uh, from a corporate standpoint, I work with schools and universities, helping them with their brand story. And the reason that this is all significant for me is because I want my firm that I'm, I'm 
building now and that I've built now to swing into my legal practice when we start talking about protecting your business as a small business owner. So I'm very much for the creative. Um, and I think my current firm, The Curate, allows me to spend the bulk of my time and energy with those creative entities, helping them make sure that their business plan is solid, helping them make sure that they have a solid marketing strategy, helping them identify their brand value. Um, and so all of those kind of come together for me. Uh, ultimately, my like my biggest goal with the curate is to transition into um, the professional athlete world. I feel like there's a lot there that can be accomplished with this entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset um, and helping them kind of polish and shift and redefine their brain image. So that's kind of the background for how the curate got started. I love that. And I never would have thought to put those two together. Like, of course it makes sense now that you explain it, but just like, if I, if I were to look at it walking by, I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting. So that's amazing. And I love this piece around like helping people tell their brand story mm -hmm. because like a story a story has many dimensions. And so this is also a push for me is like the, there's your brand story. There's a story like your pitch. There's all these different things, aspects exactly. of a story. Exactly. And, and to be honest, when I think from a legal standpoint, I think about copyright trademark, you know, that whole IP world. <laughs> um, it's about protecting the ownership of your own voice and image. Right. Yeah. And so oftentimes as creatives, we are so busy pushing out stories and so many pushing, so busy pushing out content that one of the first things we fail to do is to protect it. So for me, the creative and the protection piece go hand in hand, mm -hmm. you know, same thing with, you know, working with professional athletes more oftentimes than not, once they have come out, out of their arena, um, it's like, what do I do? What's my next step? And you have to start that brand management piece, all that reinvention piece all over mm -hmm. again, you know? And so it's, it's been an interesting process to see how things have kind of fallen into, into place. Yeah. And I feel like that is something when, um, when starting a business, that's something you don't even think about. Like, you know, it's there mm -hmm. or you may not even know it's there. It may be a known unknown, but like when you know, it's like sometimes it's too late and you have to like react to situations and things. Yeah. And I'm finding that as I'm working with entrepreneurs and hearing stories of other um, attorneys that are in this space, people are building businesses and they're not paying attention to the fact that, you know, you're putting all this sweat, blood and tears, but you've not protected your business. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we hear horror stories of people who build up all these fantastic brands only to find out someone either comes and steals it. Mm -hmm. and, and they actually put protections in place like copyrights and trademarks. Um, and then you built this business only to give it away to someone else. And so for me, the curate is about educating, right? So with every small business owner that I work with, we go from foundation um, to kind of like the top of the house. So we make sure that business documents are in order. And so what kind of um, doc document are you forming? Are you doing an LLC, an S Corp? And then from there, we actually put a strategy in place for sales and marketing. And what do you want to project to the world? Because I'm a firm believer that you're personal, your business brand and personal brand don't have to be the same, but you absolutely need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people focus on their personal brand. We tend to like shy away from that. Right. 
What are some other learnings? I hear some learnings now. Like, what are some other learnings that you've had throughout your journey and just getting the curate off the ground, especially as it relates to being a Black woman in this field? Mm-hmm. I, I would say um, trusting my own voice has been a big lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mentioned that I spent I spent probably a year writing in a notebook. Like I have this, you guys can't see, but I have this green notebook and I have just started buying like these in bulk. Um, But I spent a year and I just one day started writing and everything that I could dream up, I wrote. And some of the things didn't make sense. Like for me, working with the NFL and wanting to work with the NFL with on my terms is something that I say all the time, right? It, it makes no sense for me as a non-athlete individual to have this desire for my business and want to go in this space, but I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote down, you know, a potential marketing plan or strategy that I had. And there was one point for a, a university, there was one point in time where I had maybe 10 to 15 different ideas swirling around in my head and they seemed all antithetical to each other but I wrote them down and there was a point where I had a family member who said you just need to figure out what it is you want to do and stop stop being double-minded and now I love Jesus and church people they can be a trip sometimes and so um that's that's a very common church phrase right the Bible says that, you know, a double-minded man is unstable. And so <laughs> I was like, dang, I'm unstable. I got all these ideas. And I, in my personal quiet time, it was like God said to me, like, are you unstable or are, are these ideas that I'm giving to you? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I had to trust the voice that I had, but I wrote everything down. Yes. And honestly, within the last six months, I've seen so many things come into alignment, like, the fact that I'm getting ready to host an NFL players panel, an NFL legends panel, I'm totally out of the, you know, clear blue sky where I'm working with these athletes and talking to them about life after the whistle, mm-hmm. which if you go back and you look in this notebook, it's all detailed there. It's all I there. Have, you know, and a lot of times people are like, Oh, I manifested it. No, I wrote it down. I've been working between mm-hmm. the time I wrote it down to now. And yeah. it's, started to make itself, you know, um, a reality. And so I think for me, trusting that the ideas that I had were valid. And I know you've heard this, um, but faith without works is dead. And I am a firm believer. (laughs) I'm a pray about it, but I'm also going to like put some work in motion too. There's this whole motion and don't get me on a soapbox, but like this whole, I manifested it. No, you know what? I thought about it. I wrote it down, but like manifestation doesn't come about without work. You got to put that time in. Like, I don't care how big the house and how many multi-million dollars that you want to have. If you don't put a plan in place, it's not going to ready to poof into your lap. Like it's not. And I think so many people are buying into that mantra and it's just not the case. This is hard work. Mm-hmm. It's hard work, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. Yes. What are some challenges that you've turned into opportunities um, throughout this journey? Yeah. So I didn't start off full-time. Like I'm full-time in entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. now and I didn't start off that way. Um, So a couple of things happened for me. I started before I was ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so because of that, I was working a job and I was severely mistreated on this job. 
from. And I had a moment where I was like, you know what, as an African-American woman who has this degree, that degree, this number of years of experience, I just declined to be mistreated anymore in the workplace. And so I took a really negative situation. I sat down, I wrote out everything that I was doing for this company and I went to work for myself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was a, a, a situation of really like believing that I had a skill set in an inventory that I could monetize. Mm -hmm. And so defeating self-doubt and um, believing that I wasn't good enough, like all that stuff I had to throw away, right? Um, I personally subscribe to the idea that every last one of us has a skill set that we could monetize. Um, we each have a process that we are subject matter experts in mm -hmm. that we could then take that process, duplicate it, and put it to work in our our lives. I don't believe entrepreneurship is for everybody, but for those people who want the challenge, I think that it's it's there. So for me, I looked at a really bad situation and was like, okay, how can I, what did I learn here? And how can mm -hmm. I make that, you know, how can I make money off of what I'm learning and monetize my negative experience? Right. Yeah. And what are some, and thinking about some of those learnings and those opportunities that you've had, what are some words of advice that you would give your younger baddest self? So think about like five years ago, based off of the things that you know now, what are some like words of advice that you would give yourself? Um, I would tell myself not to, not to make myself small for anyone. Mm. I have done that for a really long time. Um, I am a domestic violence survivor. I have been in relationships. Um, I was married and I found that in order to find acceptance, at least I thought mm -hmm. to find acceptance, I had to take a version of my, the version of myself or the best version of myself and cut it down to fit other people's modes. Yeah. I do not have time to do that as a 34 year old <laughs> in 2020. Right. Like, I just don't have the, the bandwidth for that anymore. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be to not, not, don't fit other people's molds. I think so often we try, we mute ourselves trying yes. to fit other people's expectations. And I just, I was working with an, another attorney and, you know, she's like, I just, I can't seem to get along with these attorneys and I just, people just don't like me. And I was like, that's because I feel like you're trying to fit in with people who are not your peers. Mm -hmm. Like, you're trying to walk when you're called to soar. Like, don't, don't, don't fit in that box when you're supposed to go higher than that. And so that's a lesson that's taken me a while. I still have my days where, you know, I have to remind myself to talk to myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Get the life together. But that's, that's probably the biggest piece of advice I would give. Mm, that's powerful. You just spoke to me right now. <laughs> Pass this offering plate. <laughs> that was great. So where do you aspire to be in the next two to three years and how can the community of baddies help you get there from the time that they hit play on this episode? Yeah. So I think support is one of the biggest, um, the biggest things. And I wish, I wish that as a community of African-American women that we were a lot faster on the draw when it came to supporting each other and understanding that the marketplace is big enough for all of us. All of us. So, for me, within the next two to three years, I plan to be 
bard and bougie. So there's that. Um, but <laughs> I plan, I plan on passing the bar where, I don't know, COVID is tripping, but, um, I, I plan on, you know, taking my business and making a lasting, uh, brand that really solidifies helping people walk into and build a legacy, mm-hmm. whether that's small businesses, whether that's corporate training and development, which that's my passion. And then also working in this professional athlete space. Cause I really think that there is, um, just such a need with that population of people. You know, I feel like if you take the NFL, it's something like 86% of all NFL players will be broke within two years of leaving the league. Mm. That's right. And when you look at the fact, I'm going to get on a soapbox. When you look <laughs> at the fact that the bulk of those men are African Americans, what you have is a systematic breakdown of black families. And people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. You've got mental health issues. You've got a loss of legacy. You've got an identity crisis that affects women and children. And so there's this whole process. Um, and I really want, again, to build a business in the next couple of years where I educate and build up, but also help people make finances in a way that they can live abundantly. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. How can we help you get there? Support? Support. Okay. Take a class. I have virtual courses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably, you know, one of the things I'm most grateful for about this opportunity is just yes. a word of wisdom and getting word word of mouth um, in, in different community spaces. It's very difficult. We're in a marketplace right now where everyone is a coach. <laughs> Everybody is a strategist. Everybody has a virtual course because everyone's trying to level up in this COVID-19 world that we're living in. And so the biggest thing I think for me is, you know, I have courses, I have trainings. I would love to share. And, you know, as you guys think of opportunities for African-American speakers and, um, you know, you're looking for opportunities to grow your business, but you want to do it correctly. Like, maybe come see me. That would be mm-hmm. great. I can't tell you how many times I talk to entrepreneurs whose business foundations are wrong. And that mm-hmm. costs a yeah. lot. It takes five minutes for most people to do an LLC. And if it took you five minutes, you probably did it wrong. So come see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and where can they come find you on social media? And Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and it's just, it's Ryan J. Smith um, and it's Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn under the same name and Ryan is spelled R-H-Y-A-N. And then I my email address is the curator development at gmail.com. Awesome. And I'll put all of that in the description of this episode. And in closing, would love um, for you to leave us with a closing baddie tweet. I would say you are loved and you are worthy of creating a space from love. Because I think that's so important that we have control in creating our environment. Um, Speak life to your environment. Put positivity in your atmosphere. Be careful of what you speak during this time because our words are life and our words are power. So you want to put love out there so that it returns to you. Baddies, friends, thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. 
I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things baddies with business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord. Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.